So imagine somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I'm going to give you the opportunity to talk to somebody that I think you're going to want to talk to. And you feel this feeling that uh, it's like, who is it? Who am I going to get to talk to? And for me, I got an email and it's like, Charlie, opportunity to talk to Adamant. Are you interested? And I was like, of course I'm interested. Are you kidding me? I was a longtime fan of Adamant, even before I got into uh, the industry that I'm in with music and the radio and so on and so forth. I was a fan in high school, and it kind of turned into something a little bit bigger as I got to know music a little bit more. And I was very excited when I got this email, and I'm like, wow, what am I going to ask him? And I was truly, truly, truly nervous speaking with him on the phone just because it's been a long time coming. Uh, I had the opportunity to talk to Adam Ant for his show coming to town, and this is how that call went. Hello. Hi, is this Adam? No, this is uh, Adam's assistant. Is this Charlie? This is Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Good. Thanks for calling. Okay, I'll put Adam on now. Hello, Charlie. Adam, how are you? Very well. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. I'm looking forward to the show next Sunday, and uh, this is an interview that's kind of been a long time coming for me. Oh, really? Why is that? <laughs> well, back in the day, I'm not sure, do you remember the Columbia House Record and Tape Club? Right. Well, it was about 1981, and I got my uh, six cassettes for a penny, and Adamant Prince Charming was one of those cassettes, so this has been a long time coming for me. Oh, okay. Well, finally, finally put it together. That's good. Well, I appreciate you taking out some time and uh, being on the phone with me here today. Now, you were here in 2016 doing a tour. Yeah, I did. Uh, did um, came over then did anthems in the later part of the summer. And then um, prior to that, I did the Kings of Old Frontier tour as well. So I've, I've been pretty busy in the USA this year. So it's been it's been great. Yeah, and by watching social media, it looks like the shows have been packed, if not sold out. Yeah, it couldn't couldn't really ask for more really it was uh, just so overwhelming the kind of uh, response to the, the idea of the anthems tour and the playing the catalog in a slightly different way you know um it was great you know people just came came from all parts i was i was just thrilled i think it's awesome that the crowds are coming out now adam i've been a long time fan back in high school being in band and playing drums i think the thing that uh, i gravitated to with the sound of your band was that whole drum beat they call it the burundi beat how did that come about um well it was a, you know a bit of research uh, lots of research listening to um tribal and ethnic kind of uh, albums of uh, different ways of using you know the basic 4-4 drum beat and trying to incorporate it into the music i was making with kings of wild frontier right uh, and the idea of having two drummers so they could play syncopated beats and off beats together and um you know come up with a slightly different sound hopefully based on something wasn't just usual rock beat but uh yeah it was, it was quite experimental well yeah and that's what caught my ear as a drummer and just got me into your sound oh right yeah thank you it's um kind of once you got the idea for kings of our frontier and the sort of key the key songs on that being the actual kings of our frontier track and then once we've got that and Dobby dog worked out it kind of broke into a sort of um you know uh, not a kind of uh formula but there was a, a certain way we were using the instruments that sounded um different hopefully from everybody else and then we did ant music right by the time we came on to the all-important follow-up album uh prince charming you know um the actual prince charming song itself is stripping the drums down to just the simplest of beats that and then using the vocals to sort of complement that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting how you kind of work with different sounds and uh, figure out what you're going to do. But uh, something else that you're very particular about 
was uh, making the videos. You put a lot of work into those videos that you came out with. Yeah, I mean, there were, you know, obviously there have been, you know, films made with groups, but this video idea was something that was very, very quick and very easy. And, you, you know, you could look back at it and then do it again. But I'd been uh, fortunate enough to do a film course at art school. I went to um, art school as a younger younger person, and um, I'd, I'd uh, learned how to storyboard short films. So uh, I just took the lyric and, like you say, interpreted them visually. So it gave me another another way of contacting the audience prior to coming and playing live. But right. I always believe that the, the live performance is the key thing, and anything around it, like a video, is always a, a complement to it. Right. You know, but nobody had any idea it would be as explosive as it was. You know. The, the video yeah, because then like MTV comes around and they're looking for your videos and you could provide them that content. Yeah, we had a, a few things in the can and uh, and then, you know, with Goody Two Shoes, that was uh, the one that sort of broke it all. But they were in there, you know, MTV was in its infancy and it was a good opportunity to, um, you know, uh, be involved and uh, it got played, played a lot. I think it got to reach, you know, the USA prior to coming to do the live stuff. That was the important thing. Now, while we're talking about MTV in the 80s and video, somebody else that was really popular in the 80s along the same times you were was Phil Collins. How does a guy like Phil Collins get on an adamant record i phoned him up and asked him to play the drums you know on on, uh, on pushing boots and strip you know i i, I he done the, something in the air track i really like the sound of the drums on that mm-hmm. and he'd been working with a member of abba um Agneta, and uh we we went and used the polar studios in stockholm to record it which he'd, he'd already worked with Agneta there so he had a, a good sound there and that's where the sound was you know where he he developed it so he we he went over there for an, and we did the, the two tracks with him there so he's just a great drummer you know he's a fantastic he's a fantastic guy as well he's he's um he's really funny he's got he's a very humorous guy you know i could see phil collins being kind of like the uh the prankster of the band you know that type of thing which is pretty cool now adam you've done a lot of videos and uh you've had a lot of experience of putting them all together but not only have you kind of wrote them and directed them but you've always been your own stunt guy even to the point where you took a knot in the head and had some blood? Uh, yeah, that, well, that was, uh, I think that was Stand and Deliver. That was a Stand and Deliver video that the uh, idea was to jump through a window and land on a table. And uh, they told me that it was uh, sugar glass and not to worry about it. It wouldn't, wasn't dangerous, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't cut me or anything like that. So willingly I jumped through the, the glass and um, consequently felt this warm trickle on, on my forehead, which uh, turned out to be... Um, you know, blood. So I did cut myself on the on the on the glass, but it was quite effective and uh, <laughs> worked quite well. What can we expect at the show? It's called Anthems. Will it be all the A sides, or will you mix it up a little bit? The idea is it's not just the it's not just the A sides; it's the B sides as well. You know, I, I'm very fond of the B sides and noticing in live performance that sometimes the B side of a, a single that you play gets as big, if not bigger, reaction than the A side. So I decided to you know incorporate that as well, as opposed to it just being. Um, um, you know the, the the A side and album track song and stuff like that, which can be the norm. And um, really, songs that I haven't really performed live at all until this tour. Well, I know you got a lot of fans here in Phoenix that are excited for Sunday and the show and to be able to see you live on stage. So, Adam, thank you so much for spending time with me on the phone. Um, it's kind of a dream come true for me, man. So uh, thank you so much, and we will see you next Sunday. Okay, Charlie, that's really kind of you. Thank you very much. Lovely to speak to you. Same here. Thank you so much, Adam. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.